What's up, y'all? My name is Ryan, and I am your host of The Shift Show. Welcome to the podcast. This is a quick shift episode that you can turn on at any point during your day to create that mental, emotional, spiritual shift that you might be seeking. I'm constantly viewing things, whether they're my circumstances or something else that I'm observing and trying to focus on how this is happening for me and not to me. When we can tap into the understanding, we always have control over our actions and attitudes. We let go of the victim mentality and create our own reality within whatever our external circumstances are at hand. Always look out for the episodes labeled hashtag quick shift to spend a few minutes giving you that mindset shift that you might be craving. Change the entire trajectory of your day and step into your power. All right, y'all, welcome back to another quick shift episode. This one's going to be super quick and we're going to jump right into it. We're going to talk about comparison. This is a little end of the work week reminder for you as you go into the weekend, as you kind of de-stress, shake off all the stuff that happened this week at work, in your relationships, et cetera, and give you kind of a fresh new perspective as you you know, go about your weekend. This is a day-to-day thing, not just work, but definitely can be a big game changer when it does come to our trajectory, our career, our journeys that we're all on, our path. Um, it could go into a body image, into recovery, literally anything. It does not just have to be looks or something that's tangible, right? We'll call this like comparisonitis because it truly can be like a freaking illness that if you don't get rid of it can literally keep you or hold you back from reaching your fullest potential, from seeing what 200% looks like for you. Because ultimately, no matter how we're comparing, whether we even think that the way that we do it is in a positive way, right? Like pulling out ways we can stay inspired and motivated by other people. While yes, that is a positive look on the word comparison, but ultimately it really just leads down to the feelings of fear, shame, not enough, worthlessness. Like it really all boils down because comparison in itself is not a feeling, right? You can't feel comparing yourself to someone else. It's a behavior. It's something that we do. And yes, it derives from being convinced throughout our entire life that this isn't good enough. That's not good enough. You should probably be more of this, right? And so ultimately we were a mirror to the people that we look at, that we talk to, that we connect to on the same level as us. So if we're comparing ourselves and we're seeing a lack of something within us, just by looking at someone else, it really just turns right around back to us. I never really used to understand that whole looking in a mirror thing until I really had to practice it. I'm like, what does this mean? Why am I looking in a mirror right now if I am, you know, quote unquote, comparing or judging or however you want to look at it, whatever you want to call it? How is that a mirror back to me and what I need to fix, right? If someone is so annoying and obnoxious and is just frustrating me and um, I don't like the way that they hold themselves in public, it just irks me, right? That could be something. What is that really reflecting back to me? Well, it's reflecting either I was that way at some point and I made a change because I don't believe that's the way that we should go about it, right? So that's still a part of me. That's still something that I'm picking out that I'm aware of, right? Or that's something that I do as well and I'm feeling almost threatened in a sense, if that makes sense, right? So whatever we're focusing on, on someone else, whether it's good or bad, we're also acknowledging what we have, don't have, et cetera, 
and therefore leading to feeling shame because of that. Because if you think of the people who, you know, have it all together or so it seems, or the people who are doing well, the people who are in their own lane and minding their own business, they don't even have the time to compare. They don't have the time to write out what they're doing and what this person's doing and am I doing better or are they doing better than me and blah, blah, blah. They might see someone and become inspired and feel pulled toward what towards what this person is doing or wearing or looking like because yes, it's allowed to have goals and dreams to, you know, kind of follow in the footsteps of the people that we look up to and admire, but we still have to be aware that we're not using it as I'm never going to get there. Instead, we can flip those words in our head and say, if this person is doing it, then so can I. Because we are all capable of the same thing. If we've got two legs, right? If we are physically in the same structural shape or have the same abilities as the person next to us, then we have the same ability to move physically in the same ways that they do. Does that mean that we're going to go with the same eating uh, habits and the same diet plan and the same workout routine? No, because we all have our own formula. That can be said for absolutely anything. We talk about, or I talk about that with my recovery all the time. My recovery does not look identical to the people when I was going to AA or the books that I'm reading. I pull little bits and pieces and it's taken me a while to figure this out, but I have to pull my own bits and pieces to create my own formula for my own unique build and the way that I work, the way my brain works. And that's why this work that is talked about so often and is really just like being put out into the world and spoken about a lot more, which I love, but the work on yourself is so important because it comes, it boils down to all things that go along with this conversation on comparison. If we don't know ourselves, then we're shit out of luck for even becoming aware of when we are in or stuck in the comparison game, right? So here are three ways that we can work on this, right? Or three simple steps towards working on this, I should say, that all of us are capable of doing if we are listening to this podcast. And the first one is becoming aware. When are we doing it? What are we saying to ourselves? What are we saying about the other person? Awareness is huge, you guys. Whether it's about our own feelings and how we're feeling in a moment or certain situation, whether it's about how we are responding, how we are reacting, how we are showing up on a day-to-day basis, but becoming aware of when you are stopping and taking time out of your day to even think about this person's better than me, this person's doing more than me, I'm not enough, oh my God, I'm at the gym right now and I thought I was feeling good today, but now I'm looking at them and I don't feel so good anymore. Just stop, stop the talk, I guess, is the first thing to do when you become aware, right? Forgive yourself. There's that choose again method that if you read Gabby Bernstein's work, she talks about it a lot. Choosing again, which comes along with becoming aware. So we have to practice the awareness game. Can you become aware what's going on, what's being said to you or out loud, right? Because a lot that can go into gossip, talking about it out loud, But can we become aware? Can we forgive ourselves for having the negative thought in the first place? Can we choose again? Can you choose again? And the answer is yes, you have the ability to choose again. So you have to be willing to work on this, willing to become aware, willing to take that moment and pause and choose differently for how you're going to look at this instead of, you know, and I, I keep talking about body image, but this is a pretty you know, straightforward one to use when we're talking about the word comparison. So we'll keep it with body image. But if I'm looking at someone and I see that they look great, this is something that I work towards, you know, looking like because that's what makes me feel good because that's how I feel confident in my clothes. It doesn't have to be all vanity. It can be something that is valid when it has to do with body image, right? We all have our own 
way that makes us feel our best. And that's important, right? In order for us to show up in our best effort every single day. So if I'm looking at someone else and I'm comparing them to myself, right? Even if it's like, I want to look like that. Thank you for motivating me. Thank you for inspiring me. I am still focusing on the fact that I don't look like that as opposed to how far I have come or the fact that I'm investing even time into my day to reach those goals, right? Focusing on the wins, focusing on, you know, the abundance that we have already admiring and knowing that it's possible for us to reach this because if this person did it, I can absolutely do it. So remembering that it's going to take work and that it's going to be your own journey while also admiring how far they've come and also acknowledging what you have done to be in the place that you're in in the first place. The second thing after becoming aware, and we already kind of touched on this, is to choose again, right? You have two options, always. We have two options, and the options that we have when we're in a moment like this of the comparison game is either to spiral back down or to become inspired, right? So again, essentially what I was just saying, we have two choices. We can use it as motivation and say, if they can do it, so can I, or we can go down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, I'm never going to get there. I'm not enough. I've been working so hard and I'm not doing X, Y, and Z. If we're going down that path, then again, look at it as a mirror, right? And and everything I am saying on this podcast, I probably say it every episode. I am learning too. I am practicing too. I can get trapped up in this. However, I will say I've gotten better at it because I know that it's not doing me a service. It is not doing me any good to look at someone else and compare. And especially with work, I can get caught up in that game all the time. I mean, look at social media right now. It is just like blasting everywhere you look with how to keep up with the algorithms, how to do this, go speak on this platform. Hey, I'm a life coach. Hey, I do fitness. Like it's everywhere. So how can we not compare? So if that's even relatable to you, the social media game with whatever you find yourself comparing with you against someone else more often than not, if it's a social media thing, get rid of social media. I promise you this, and nobody's going to want to hear it when I say this, but I have to tell myself as well because it humbles us for a second. Nobody's going to miss you. Nobody is going to be so incredibly bummed that you're taking a 30-day break away from social media just to see if this has any benefit on you in this comparison game that is ripping away from us becoming our best versions, right? So drop the phone or even reduce your hours. Plan out in your day when you're going to go on social media and then plan out when you're going to get off of it because if you're willingly not making those steps towards taking action on it, then you can't expect anything to change, right? And I talk about that all the time too with the 30-day challenge I just ran, with the work that I do with clients. We can't expect that even if we have help from someone who's guiding us, right? If we have a mentor, if we have a coach, if we have a therapist, even if we have all the help in the world and all the cheerleaders in the world, at the end of the day, they're still not going to do the work for you. It takes action. It takes work. It takes a willingness to hold yourself accountable. And that goes all the way into things like comparison. And that's why I preach so much about getting to know yourself because to be able to get rid of this, we have to know who we are. We have to become aware of the times that we're talking negatively. We have to be able to stop ourselves in our track and it takes time. It takes building new habits, right? So remembering you have two options, you can always choose again. And then the last one is to get yourself out of there. So I guess I'm kind of just like going into the next step from the last one, but like I was saying, if you getting rid of social media is going to help you, if it's going to stop you from looking at other people and what they're doing with their life while, you know, 
you're admiring or you're comparing, but you're also sitting on your ass and looking at social media instead of doing something about it, right? So, and I have to say that to myself all the time too. It's like, okay, well, you're sitting here getting so upset or saying, oh my God, I'm so motivated right now, but you're still sitting on your ass making no moves. So like maybe go use your time a little bit more wisely, right? But anyway, the point being, walk away from the thing, walk away from the situation, walk away from the friend. So being aware of how we feel when we're around certain people or in certain places, environments, Like, does it make you feel shitty? Does it make you feel yucky? Do you feel like you have to be a different person? Those are feelings that are coming up. It's not just that you randomly get physically ill around a certain person. The way that they are showing up is instilling a certain kind of negative feeling within you that is important to become aware of so that you know how to get out of that situation, how to exit it, how to put the phone down so that you're not welcoming in the thought or idea that you're not good enough in the first place, right? So, Yeah, an exit strategy, it might sound kind of lame, right? But if you are, say, like third wheel in it and you're going out with three other girlfriends of yours who are coming with their partners and you're the only person, you're sitting at the dinner table with everyone and you start to get really down on yourself because you're the only one who doesn't have a relationship or a partner next to you, go outside, take a walk. I have to do this with recovery and sobriety all the time. There's alcohol everywhere I go everywhere. You can't escape it no matter what, unless you're going to an alcohol-free event, it's probably going to be where you're going, right? So walking away and breathing, even if I have to go to the bathroom or you have to go to the bathroom for a few seconds, just to take three or four slow, deep breaths in and out, remind yourself of who you are, remind yourself of the words of affirmation that you work on. Cause we all should, right? Um, text someone who you know is going to make you feel good. Call someone like there are so many ways and None of us are special for feeling this way, right? None of us are the only ones in the game that are going to go to the bathroom and have a few tears because we don't feel good enough. We've probably all been there. So we're not special if we're there again. However, we also do not have to feel that way. Not one person in this world. So if we can take these steps and remember the tools to drop the comparison game, to drop comparisonitis, right? The grass is not greener on the other side ever, really, right? The grass is never greener. And actually I was reading about this. I believe it was in a Brene Brown book and they were talking about the actual facts behind looking at your neighbor's grass, right? Because when we compare things that we have at home, like our house or the lawn or whatever, we're usually comparing it to our neighbors, not the top houses, the most expensive houses and lawns in the world on Google. Like it's usually within the environment that's around us. So when you look at grass from that angle, you technically can't even see the true color of the grass. So it's going to look greener anyways, aka it's all perspective. You guys, it is all perspective in what you think, because even the people that you're looking up to and saying like, oh my God, how do they have it all together? How are they perfect? Perfectionism is bullshit. We know this, right? But when we're looking at them and saying those things, half the time, we don't know what's going on in their mind. Half the time when I was in my lowest of lows, I also had people on the outside from 305 or from the people that I was teaching in dance telling me how much I was changing their life, how much I was changing their day, how much this word, this sentence, this compliment meant to them that day, right? Like people telling me that I was making a difference in their life, but I still felt the ways that I did because it's up to us. So it's also up to us to do this work. It's also up to us to take the actions to drop comparison. And even if you don't do the work or take the steps, knowing that it's relevant in your life and becoming aware of it will be a huge game changer. And just watch yourself change. Watch this, the confidence that you walk with. Watch the way you hold 
hold yourself, right? Because you know you are whole all by yourself and you have so many people around you that you can be inspired by, but you're never going to have the same path and you're never going to have the same journey. So lean into knowing that your path is for you and something greater than you can probably even imagine is on its way towards you. So that's all I got for you. I hope you're all having an amazing Friday, an amazing week, and I will catch you the next Quick Shift episode.